The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, once again uh, <clears throat> trying to wrangle this uh, three-ring circus. <laughs> and, uh, I was going to do my elephant imitation, but... Yes, you should, <laughs> as the Republican. That's Sue Timberlake. Uh, <laughs> not bad. Not bad. <laughs> It would be more convincing if you were, you know, like... Do you know what I just said? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak pachyderm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if, if obviously if you had, you know, lungs the size of your en- entire body and weight, you know, five tons, it would be more convincing. But... I felt that way today. I yeah. don't know what it was. But... <laughs> so, and uh, 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 Stacey Cooney is graciously filling in on the soundboard so that I don't press the wrong buttons again. <laughs> Which, of course, presumes that she always remembers to press the right <laughs> buttons, which is often a close thing. And you haven't seen me on the soundboard in a long time, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, like, uh, like our great president uh, said, uh, the buck stops with somebody, not me. Oh, God, get it away from me. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so this is Civil Politics. Uh, you're listening to all-volunteer uh, nonprofit Valley Free Radio. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us to ask us questions about the politics and the stuff, uh, or we'll even take uh, questions on civility, I suppose, if you want. But anyway, uh, you can email us at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter, and facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. We do also have a website, uh, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com, uh, which has recordings of previous episodes of the show, supplemental episodes. We just did a new one about HR1, which is up. And, uh, yeah, stuff like that. The Democrats' aspirational yes. bill of... Ethics and, and election reform. The 22nd future. Which we mostly 21st? liked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty good. Yeah. Very thoughtful. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of common sense stuff that... Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> Me being snide partisan aside, I honestly don't get why it, it's controversial at all. Like, really seriously, I don't understand how Mitch McConnell can, can you know, stand against it so stridently. And, yeah, no. I mean, I, I know, but... <laughs> I mean, we could, we could answer you that, both <laughs> Sue and I. He's from Kentucky. Extensively. Extensively. <laughs> Extensively, we could both answer that. Yeah. Too many mint juleps. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so before we get into uh, the big news, uh, we were all talking, and we just decided we're going to start with something small. Uh, and I'm not even sure it's truly political, but it just it feels political, like it's part of our national discourse, especially with Black History Month. It's kind of a yeah, that's true. Something you know we should talk about more as a culture. Um, so. Uh, 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 sports hero, uh, well, sports player and genuine hero, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, uh, it's just been announced today that his uh, suit against the National Football League for uh, uh, collusion and obstruction for, for uh, uh, unfair labor practices and uh, uh, coordinating. Basically blacklisting him. Yes. 
which is a terrible term, but, you know, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, white... well, I mean, it's a historical term, so. It's true, but that doesn't make it any the less. I don't know. I don't know what the origin of it is, but at this point, anything using the word black in this context could is something you need to think about. I'm not sure it actually has a racist origin. No, I think it's it's off of uh, the idea of blackballing, which has an actual real origin about white and black marbles. actual marbles. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's part of it. I don't think it's actually meant to be racist. Uh, Though in America, it is always <laughs> the default to go to is to assume that it's racist. But in this one small case, I think it's actually historical rather than racist, though we could argue about why black was the rejection and white was the, you know, keep in those original. Whereas in Japan, <laughs> you know, white is the white is the the bad color and black is the good color. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think in Japan as well. I, I know in China, white is associated with death. So, like, when you get married, you wear red, which yeah. is considered a lucky color yes. and not white, yeah. which would be like dressing for a funeral. Yeah. So. And, I mean, you know, my wedding was great. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring minds now want to know. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> and if your ex-wife is listening, we'll just stop right there, right? Right. <laughs> okay. She didn't wear white. Um, uh, so, uh yeah, I, I, I think it's great. Uh, the, the details are, of course, under a non-disclosure agreement, but uh, the speculation I saw online uh, suggested that it uh, uh, could be north of $60 million for Mr. Kaepernick. So he's going to get all this money, doesn't have to play football, and he didn't get CTE, right? Perfect. Well, or at least it hasn't gotten any worse. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't gotten any worse. Right. I mean, he already yeah. played for several years. But they settled, and there was another player, too. I don't remember the other uh, name. I think his name was Eric Reed. Yeah, he I was, believe so, yes. He was the, like... Uh, he was the first person to openly start kneeling with Cap. Uh, oh, okay. So he's the sorry, first. Sorry, Mr. Kaepernick, uh, <laughs> when uh, when it started. And uh, he was also... Uh, prevented from playing. Prevented from playing for all. He was later signed to a contract, but uh, he there was he still was part of the suit. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it should be noted, this was arbitration. Yeah, because this could have been a... This could actually literally have been a RICO case. Yeah. So many cases that are RICO cases are really just prosecutors fishing to, you know, get somebody on something and RICO was never meant for that. But this really is one of those sort of things where I oh, feel like they, crime. they, yeah. they really, yeah. it was, it was basically the way that organized crime was set up to work originally is, you know, the way that they shut him out of everything is very, uh, it's very funny because, uh, um, I would have loved a trial because I think then we could have all enjoyed yeah. the spectacle. Well, and and uh, like I said, it was an arbitration, not in court. But it, it had reached the point where the arbitrator said, there's enough going on here that we are actually are going to have to have a hearing, which will be conducted kind of like a trial. And like the NFL was like, nope. Yep. <laughs> so uh, good for him. Know, good the, for him. They Long believe time in coming. Omerta well and stacy weren't you saying before the show that um it was nike right that had yes. had discontinued yep. their relationship with him and then oh everybody... no not nike nike no, no, no. nike signed him no they signed him during the middle of this oh wasn't there somebody who discontinued their contract with him am i wrong i don't think so i, I mean, don't remember yeah. that it's possible no, I, my memory there were too. a number of people who were very upset with nike after yeah. uh they yeah. made basically signed him and made him their their, their poster campaign, their poster boy. There was yeah. a lot of conservative uh, yeah. 
outrage and and some very hilarious uh people burning their shoes and stuff like that yes there was there was a lot of hilarious uh twitter posts and such of of very uh of of grown adults uh throwing rather impressive temper tantrums Well, the partial story, I'm sort of half remembering here, and I don't remember who it was, but I thought somebody dropped him, and the, their fans just went crazy, and they ended up sort of reneging him, you know, honoring his contract for some uh, with some endorsement, I think. So I I, yeah. I I don't remember, but yes, there there was there have been pushback, yeah. things like that going back and forth. Um, so one yeah. for the one for the good guys. Yes, and. Uh, this does, I think, have at least some political dimension because, of course, uh, Mr. Kaepernick was protesting uh, uh, as, uh, in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, or as, as part of it, I guess, uh, protesting uh, uh, police violence against people of color, you know, because uncontrolled state violence is a problem. And uh, one of the things uh, that's speculated, again, the hearing hasn't, uh, the, the settlement hasn't been made public. But one thing that's speculated is that part of what uh, led the NFL to settle was uh, that there was uh, uh, the influence of President Trump because he'd basically been threatening the NFL and, and cajoling them not oh, to. Oh, that's right. To, yeah. To, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd fire them. Yeah, yeah, I'd fire them, he said. You yeah, know, or, exactly. You know, I wouldn't let them out on the field. And I, you know, I don't care for the organization NFL. So I. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it involves uh, uh, exploitation of people for in horrible ways. And three and a half yes. years, is there, I think, the average tenor of somebody who plays for the NFL? Unpopular opinion, one of the worst offenders is, of course, uh, the New England Patriots, whose uh, owner is obscenely wealthy and whose top Correct. players are also obscenely wealthy. And, uh, yeah, just an FYI. Well. I'm I'm less concerned about the players being obscenely wealthy than the owners. So since the players are actually the ones that get hurt and play, and yeah. among other things, so the yeah. people we actually pay to watch the doers, we like to call them. Yes, <laughs> the, the, the the they're the makers, and then the owners are the, are the takers. takers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> so funny we should agree on that. <laughs> I'm not sure I normally would think about it that way, but I mean, you know, like yeah, they're they're they're. Uh, you know, I think that's really true of pretty much all sports teams. I, I, I would like it if sports teams were sort of owned by local... Oh, like the Green Bay Packers. Like the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, like, I'd like, like that, too. Like if there was like a local combine, you know? Yeah. Like, I would totally pony up some money to buy a, a piece of the Boston Red Sox because, you know, I enjoy baseball and they're my team. But, yeah. You know, so. Anyway, so <clears throat> uh, that's a bit of small and good news. Uh now on to the main stuff and <laughs> the bad news. Yeah, which is why I had to drink two cups of coffee to come in here today. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy. So well, actually, so a bit more bit of good news. Uh, the federal government uh, is funded for the rest of the fiscal year and will be uh, operating open for business. Open for business and operating more or less normally. They're going to process my taxes. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, <laughs> This this is uh, in in political terms or in terms of how a country is administered. This is the equivalent of we have finally managed to stop soiling ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's only nine months. It's just September. So. Right. So <laughs> like like we we've taken something temporarily to fix the problem, but yeah, it's 
It's archaeopectate, I think you're trying right. to say. Right, that's, that's, the, that's the term I was looking for, yes. So <laughs> so awesome, we've, we, we've done that, and it's working for now, but uh, yeah, it's it's just... They should start right now on next year's budget. I mean, that's what that's the normal practice is to start to... I, you know. I agree, they should. Yep. They should, and, and have grown-up discussions about it. Um, but so uh, I think it's crappy that uh they're putting even what is it 1.3 billion dollars 375 yeah uh into building any kind of wall or barrier on the southern border it's utterly unnecessary it's useless it's destructive it's a waste of money um and i have a fence around my house sure so so they do they do work for values of work, though, yeah. <laughs> if, if illegal immigrants wanted to get over your fence, Sue, they could do it very easily. Oh, I've seen kids, your fence. <laughs> yeah, actually fall down if they tried to go over it. And I get sneakers and lunches and things during school season over my fence. And, and cannabis you know. edibles, which your dog I think eat. so, yeah, yeah. That's what we think happened. And, we don't know. But. And, <laughs> and you get possums and foxes and... Yep. Probably a bear at some point. Just the immigrants I want, though. Just, you know, the ones that are cute and fluffy. Well, I might have a porcupine, too. I haven't seen him yet, but he ate my um, evergreens, so that's usually a porcupine. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, your fence isn't doing a whole heck of a lot for you. But it makes me feel better. Yeah, well... Okay, uh... so that's a perfectly fine private expense. Do you really feel... I mean, I know you're teasing, but... I am. But But seriously, like... But a little bit. Like fences, they put fences around the, you know, high-security jails and things. I mean, they do slow people down. Sure. But but the question is, do we actually want to be keeping these people out? And my argument is absolutely, positively no. We should actually be at the border handing out the paperwork to apply for asylum and apply for citizenship I, rather I, than building I, I a wall. I don't agree. mind that, but I would like them to come through where you can hand them the paperwork and not have people well, die in the I, desert. I, I suspect people would be happy to do that because... Well, crossing there's a in, backlog, actually. Crossing in the desert is difficult. If we stopped, you know, trying to treat them like uh, uh, prisoners to uh, uh, trying to bust out of jail or whatever, or, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, invading ninjas trying to kill us or something, you know. Uh, yeah, I think people would be happy to, like, take the main roads up to, you know, a port of entry. And if they have Where to wait a couple of Where there's coffee places and food and people right. handing stuff out, yeah. Right. Well, of course we'd love that. And, in fact, that's what the caravan tried to do. And look what happened to them. Well, there's... They tried to come to an actual port and they got where you can actually apply for asylum. And they were told to wait. They, they were not gassed. told to wait. They were tear gassed. There was and there's eight hundred thousand cases backlogged at the moment. Oh, gee. So in other words, like like we have a problem that we could solve if we hired more people and and and. Which is what the bill did that just passed. Actually, it's got eighty more judges and great. I forget, yeah, great, not nearly enough. But I, you know, but like, it, why does that still mean that we're spending one point three seven five billion dollars building? Fences and walls or whatever kind of barrier it is. I like to think of it as a funnel. We don't need a funnel. People, are, people aren't people are dumb. People will happily go, you know, take the roads to the, to the easy, to, you know, to the gates and go through them if they feel like they won't be tear gassed, if they'll be, you know, welcomed or at least treated decently. You know? I, it, Th- that's it, the issue is that if... It's because of the way that we treat immigrants that they come through the desert. If we treated them as welcomed additions to our country, 
rather than as criminals before they even step yep, foot on our permit. land, yep, all that stuff. then they wouldn't have to go through the desert and die. No. And, of course, we all know that it didn't used to be this bad because humanitarians used to be able to go out there and leave food and water. They still do, but... And yeah, but now they get harassed by border, I think. So. They yeah. both get harassed, and not only Border Patrol, but also... Private citizens. Yeah. Private citizens, and this one I find deeply shameful, what? which is park rangers at parks along the border also go out and take away that water the, and the that food. food. Yeah. yeah, or they destroy it there. Yeah, and, you know, those park rangers should be deeply... We don't want deeply, to attract vermin. Deeply, deeply ashamed of themselves. I mean, that's, everyone should, but yes, that's 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 why they destroy it. They're worried that vermin will come and use it. Yeah, I was being yeah. sarcastic. Yeah, but that's. I bet you. I have vermin in my backyard, but I feed them. So <laughs> the birds. Yeah, you know anybody else who happens along? Because once again, you're a better person than many people in your party. <laughs> Well, many people in my party, too. Let's be well, honest. yes. I mean, <laughs> many human beings, period. I realize. You guys but... are so kind. What did I do today? <laughs> Nothing. You just showed Nothing. up. I, show, I did show up. <laughs> so, yeah. So this so is... So that's a, yeah, really, yeah, tough, tough week. It's, 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 a, it's an absolute waste of money. It's wrongheaded. It, it's, it's bad on, on every level I can think of. Um, you know, especially, like, if you want to, like... Uh, you don't uh, believe in gated communities? Not no, really. absolutely not. A hundred percent not. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think about them that much. But yeah. like, no, I don't think they're Neither a particularly good idea. I think about them that much, but I, you know, it's really I fun. think about them a fair amount, and I think that they are an absolutely just an abhorrent part of this country. It is. Yeah. I, I compare them directly to gated communities in, uh, in South Africa. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. And the way that people are harassed who just happen to wander even near them sometimes is ridiculous. And it makes people – the big thing about gated communities is that it actually allows people to wall themselves off both literally and figuratively from people who are different from them. And therefore, when they encounter those people, they act inappropriately because they haven't been socialized properly. And also, uh, I mean, especially uh, people who are poor or yes. not super rich. <clears throat> and you get, you know, that that's how you get people. Uh, like I remember years ago when I was working at my comic book store, one time a guy came in and he was fulminating about uh, some tax policy of President Obama's. And he said, you know, like, I only make $240,000 a year. <laughs> like, and, and I just looked at him and I said, you realize I own this store. And that's 10 times what I'm paying myself to work here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't make tons more money besides that from, like, the store's profits. So what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Though I have to say I read a really interesting article about the border uh, kerfuffle that I think is one of the most interesting ways in which it might be stymied which is that uh, there, ir there are a series of landholders in Texas who have held the land along the river Both since, sides often. Yeah. since the time of when it was still it part of Mexico, Mexico yeah. 
and still under the auspices of Spain. And those lands were given to them by the king of Spain and have remained in their families to this day. And if they are going to try and take those by eminent domain, oh boy, those people have the money to drag that through court for millennia. Yeah. And there's already a terrible precedent made because they already had to pay someone, basically the people that they've already eminent domained. Mm-hmm. It depended on how good of a lawyer you had, how much you got. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them had a very good lawyer and he got a lot of money for his land. Yeah. And so those people... But who wants the money if you've lived there and it's your home? You yes, know? but the point is, is that the money that he got... If how much they, did he get? Do you remember? I don't remember offhand, a but it was something million, like it, it was something like a million dollars for like a couple of acres. Mm. And so, if they want to take all of that land, they would of course say, "Well, you're going to pay us what you paid him," yeah, yeah. and that would be like you've established the market it was value. Like, yeah. It was the market value would make it like it, I think the estimate was something like it would cost them a hundred million dollars just to buy that stretch of the Rio Grande. Hmm. Way above the, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and so, you know, that's just, that's a no go. A hundred million here, a hundred million there. Sooner or later, you're talking about real money. But, um, well, and the, the thing about this, this whole, uh, situation, uh, with, uh, eminent domain, seizing people's land for no particular. Can you imagine if they tried to do the, um. Um, MWRA, um, a reservoir now, and take everybody's land for that town that was submerged under the um, oh the the National Works reservoir. Reclamation Act or the the TVA the Tennessee Valley. Uh, no, here in Massachusetts for the water. Oh, for the Quabbin. Quabbin, that was what I was trying to think of. M- MWRA administers it. Oh, M. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, you mean the Roosevelt administration? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, that's that's you know that's what they used to do with eminent domain. Uh, yeah, and I totally like. I'm not going to sit here and 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 argue about whether or not uh, that was a good use of eminent domain. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, all I, I I think we can just say like you know, uh, the city of Boston does need a, a source of drinking water, and that's where they decided to put it. And a bunch and, of the towns around them too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's there's like four or five towns that were at least partially submerged. Uh, but, no, no, I meant the towns around Boston that also oh, yeah, get yeah, their yeah, water. Yeah. yeah, it's not just Boston proper. So the so the greater Boston area, and it's just okay. Well, that makes sense. Like better I, than the Charles. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I understand. Well, there's a famous song about that. Um, <laughs> but I, that you know, the logic of like this city needs drinking water is clear. You know, In like like it too? is. Well, it's. You can it's, stop it's, these people building these cities and towns out, out more than, sure, than more water than they sure, have. Sure, but it's a real need. Whatever else you want to say, you can argue about the about the urban planning of it. You can say like people shouldn't be building out in, in the desert, and yeah. I'll agree with that. You know, yeah. like people shouldn't be building so far up into the mountains. Uh, you Columbia know, outside Rivers, of like Tucson or whatever. Yeah, exactly. There are, there are a lot of problems, but the basic idea of like, well, we got a city and it needs water. Okay, like I get that. This border wall isn't that. <clears throat> and it's fascinating to me how the small government party that respects property rights more than anything has been just rolling over on this. And <clears throat> the, Especially because of the cattlemen and all those folks, yeah. Right, who are, you know, Trump voters. Um, 
And what's worst about this is that measure that uh, that that budget agreement that provides some funding for the wall. Um, I mean, since it's more than zero, uh, it's it's arguably a victory for the president and his his stupid and terrible agenda. But of course, it's much less than he asked for. So it's generally seen that people are spinning it generally as a political defeat. So in response, he's announced that he's going to declare a state of emergency. I think he did today. Yeah, I, I think I he's trying, actually signed the paperwork I was by looking now. for it, and I couldn't find it to see what it actually said because I don't know if he hadn't signed it when I was <coughs> looking for it. But well, yeah. when he made the announcement, he said he was going to do it. I think he has done it. But on the other hand, uh, you know, he had a lot of executive time scheduled, so who knows <laughs> – how whether or not he was able to get Thank to God for that golf uh, sim golf simulator didn't he build a golf simulator in the White House? Oh my God, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like a fifty thousand dollar yeah he video paid, projection simulator. Yeah, yeah but Trump that doesn't was, buy things himself. But that was that was during the um, government shutdown because he he didn't leave the White House. Oh, and he wanted to go golfing the whole time. Yeah, yeah. As it turns out, he was golfing. Well, better than you know candle pin bowling. Was it who Truman? Was that Truman who built the the, um, I thought I know Nixon alley. went bowling, but it might yes. have been Eisenhower. I don't know. Yeah, somebody built the bowling alley, got rid of the pool because Roosevelt had a pool because he used to swim. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like pools, but I'm like, what's wrong with a bowling alley? <laughs> <laughs> a golf simulator. <laughs> Honestly, I feel better about a bowling alley. <laughs> I've I've enjoyed bowling. I've never enjoyed golf. Well, you know, if it's a simulator, you can ch change the algorithm, and you can make it look like you're making these really long shots every single time with, you know, absolutely no negative feedback. So, well, okay. so it's perfect for for President Trump. But so we're we're coming up on the uh, the, oh the, the break soon. But seriously, like the the most important thing about all this is that he's you know he's going to declare an emergency, and it's very very clear. That there's no emergency. As he himself said, like, I don't have to do this. I just want to because it'll get it done a bit faster. I mean. Yeah, he said that in the actual press conference. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, I, I, I'm almost, I, I don't even know what to say anymore because this is so surreal. The I just want to remind people that the times we are living in are so insanely surreal. No other politician would have gotten away with that. But we're, we've been well, so ground court, right? down by him. No, I mean, just literally saying that in a press conference, it would have been all over the place if a previous person had said that. But we've been so ground down by the fact that he just never makes sense. And that he just says whatever comes out of his mouth. This is not normal. No, it's not. It's it is deeply and utterly disturbing it's it's crazy i mean it's 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 insane it is irrational and uh it's unfortunately like what's the worst about it is is that uh one of the two major political parties in this country is going along with him i mean it'd be one thing if he came out and said that nonsense and then you know as one the the leaders of both parties said it's like wait what yeah. No. Well, Weld said it. Weld said something sure. today about it. And kudos yeah. to Bill Weld, yeah. who Who's... I know Stacy wants to say bad <laughs> things about, but we may keep that for the second half. Can I, yes, can I just frame the emergency order just for a second? Cause I Absolutely. Heard Let's statistics. do that. Because yeah, yeah. So, I love this stuff because we always get educated about what happened. The law was written in 1976. Mm -hmm. um, yep. 58 have been invoked by various presidents. 31 are still 
in operation. So he's actually going to use one that's existing as well as the one he just declared. Mm -hmm. And um, they've been, I haven't gotten the rest of the notes on this, but Belarus and uh, Burundi, there were reasons for, quote, emergency orders that are still in place. So just sort of laying them out. And I don't know which president did which, but that's kind of the framework that did we're Did you in. say Belarus? Belarus yeah. and Burundi. Uh, so Belarus and probably also Burundi. I would suspect that uh, I, definitely Belarus is almost certainly Clinton. I would think. Um, I don't know about Burundi, but yeah. Belarus is almost Well, Burundi's certainly. next to Rwanda, if I recall. Yeah. I think so that was connected to the uh, the massacre. horrible massacres, you know, yeah. the yeah the, the, the genocide there in Rwanda. The Hutus and Tutsis, yeah. I think it Which was Hutus killing on. Tutsis. Yeah. Uh, not in the same way, no. anyways, no. but yeah. I, I think the tensions are still there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I just wanted to say that out loud, because I didn't, I didn't recognize emergency order. I'm thinking, I don't know if I've been through one before and they were talking about it today on c-span my favorite go-to mm. source so. hmm. uh well we should probably break okay. and then i will tell you an interesting <laughs> culinary tidbit just to break up the the <laughs> oh, craziness of everything uh that i heard about the other day when we come back when we come back all right ah, tease. all right so our mouths will water for that <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a short break here on Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio. Play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Thanks for asking, but I'd rather not send you nude pictures. I'm camera shy. I already said no. Under my clothes, I'm a robot. My webcam is broken. I'm worried they'll get passed around school. I have a rash. I have nudophobia. I have lizard skin. I'm a vampire, so I don't show up in pictures anyways. Your badgering has really killed the mood. When someone is pressuring you to do something you don't want to, how many ways can you say no before they get the message? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old the for media flu. is exaggerated. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The Lilly Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lilly Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. 
It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet with our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to www.mass.gov slash MEMA. Brought to you by the Ready Massachusetts U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. STDs often have no symptoms, but if left untreated, they can lead to serious health problems, especially for young women. Every year in the U.S., about 24,000 women become infertile from untreated STDs, which means they may never be able to have kids. It's important to get tested regularly. All STDs are treatable. Many are curable. GYT, get yourself tested. Go to GYTnow.org to find a testing center near you. A message from CDC. Anthony, Mom said to take out the trash. But it's freezing outside. I know, but if we keep putting out lots of trash, it will warm up. Huh? What are you talking about? Global warming. Our trash gets burned and makes greenhouse gases. I kind of wish it went to the landfill instead. Methane is so much more effective than carbon dioxide. But why do you want to make global warming worse? I want to live on the beach. But the beach is only a few blocks away. Right, and if sea level comes up enough, we'll be beachfront. Melt those icebergs. Hey, I put all those papers, bottles, and cans in the recycling bin. Why do you put them into the rubbish? I read on the South Shore Recycling Cooperative's website, SSRC.info, that it takes a lot more fuel to make paper, bottles and cans from, ahem, virgin materials than from recycled stuff, burn more fuel, more greenhouse gas. Before we know it, those obnoxious Sullivans across the street will be underwater, and I'll be having beach parties in the front yard. You're nuts. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen, high blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke, and you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still here with Stacey Cooney and Sue Timberlake, and we're still talking about uh, this horrible uh, use of the Emergency Powers Act that the president has just done. Wait and till there's a Democrat in power. I was going to say, <laughs> just just imagine if Obama had tried to do this. Look what happened when Obama did it with the Dreamers. He, you know... And he didn't declare an emergency. Exactly, but he overstepped his, you know, executive privilege, and the Republicans... Had a meltdown. Yeah, had a bird, as they say. Well, you know, the one thing that's coming out of this, I think will come out of this, of course, me, you know, Pollyanna, super optimist, um, is that Congress is actually kind of standing up 
and starting to work together. And we'll see how far they go because I think my party is actually having some trouble with Trump at the moment. So, oh, I. I you mean yeah. your party is having trouble finding its backbone where it left it about two years ago? Yeah, but you know, Congress had ceded a lot of their power to the executive branch. I, I, I don't see that changing. Under, you don't think it's changing? Well, no. I'd like I, said, I, I have I'm, to say, know. as much as I, I really dislike him on a deep and visceral level, Trump. Uh, uh, well, him too, but uh, on the oh, way Mitch. over here, uh, we were listening to um, our, our rivals at NPR. Um, they're not rivals. <laughs> I know. They're not rivals at they all. I'm being money. silly. They're, we're NPR without the money. <laughs> yes. Um, and, so uh, yeah, they're sharks. We're pilot fish. Exactly. <laughs> we're one of my what, the gated com- community. Yes. <laughs> um, one of my least favorite pundits, uh, David Brooks, was talking. Oh, I love and, David Brooks. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. Because he's terrible, um, but uh, he he's was very fair and insightful. <laughs> that's adorable. Um, but anyways, thank God you're doing um, the board because <laughs> you haven't cut off my microphone yet. So there you go. Um, but he was saying basically, you know, this is. I think it was him. It might even have been the other person. I might be giving him too much credit. That's always possible with David Brooks. But anyways, uh, what was what they were talking about was the idea that, you know, in the last 20 or 20, 30, 40 years, honestly, uh, the amount of um, the the amount of power that has been ceded to the presidency has continued to grow. And once that power is ceded, it is extremely hard to, to claw it, it back. back. Yeah. And so that is a real issue is that there's real there's real worry that they just keep rolling over and, you know, whoever comes next is going to have yet more power. And uh, I don't want that. No, it's a terrible, terrible idea. I I don't want Elizabeth Warren to have that kind of power. I don't I wouldn't want her to use that sort of authority. Oh, you mean as president? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm... Or I'm, Cory Booker or Kamala Harris yeah. or... Yeah. Well, I think the Amy balance... Amy Klobuchar, whoever. The no. balance of power is just right in the Tulsi Constitution. Tulsi Gabbard, who I'm willing to mostly forgive for most of the things she's done in the past. I'd, I'd hoped okay. that... Um, That's a whole other thing. I'd hoped yes. that Trump actually vetoed this and that they overrode his veto. I thought that That would have been, been much better, yeah, but I, with the current Republican Party, they couldn't... They couldn't promise that well, they because a, they just roll over. Yeah, they, they made a compromise that was, you know, passable, I guess, or made the argument that he had this other avenue. And well, Mitch exactly. They, they punted. That's exactly what they did. And I heard Mitch McConnell say that he was going to support the president in his emergency order, which yes. almost yes, of course he did. He did. I couldn't believe. He, he has been he has completely and utterly rolled over for Trump. I mean, he basically has talk about needing to find their backbone i don't even think he has one to find anymore so trump how did he do that i think i think part of this is also that mitch mcconnell uh is getting enough of what he wants that he doesn't really feel the need oh yeah to like he doesn't feel like he has to like man the barricades to stop trump from doing things oh yeah he got his tax break he's good well he could retire at this point and not just the tax break rollback Uh, of regs Rollback of regulations. Last week, the Senate uh, ran through 44 uh, nominated federal judge uh, federal judge nominations through committee, uh, which is uh, an aston- uh, apparently not, an astonishing not, number of people to put through in a week. Not processed, but ran through. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Just well, they passed through committee in a week. Yeah. Last week, 44 of them, and they're pretty much uh, all from the Federalist Society, 
and uh, they're all, you know, like 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 the Republican leaders, like Mitch McConnell, been very clear, like they they love this yeah, because they like them young too. Well, they like them young, and their their view is basically like, well, this will allow us to like control the courts and and keep the Democrats from doing too much, even when we get kicked out of power. Like this is this is the step, like 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 gerrymandering and vote suppression is the way to the Republican path into office. And when that stops working, they'll still have the courts because they're lifetime appointments. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly corrupt. Yeah. It's, it's awful. And which is why my solution is burn it all down. And Mitch, (laughs) and and Mitch McConnell, you know, Mitch McConnell wants this. It's irretrievably broken. It is pretty broken. Plus, you know, his wife is what secretary of transport. And I think she likes that is her job that she's always wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Trump, you know, you know me and I like big burly guys and people who use power, right? I've said that. Yeah. He's kind of burly. He's very burly actually. But, you know, look at how did he get whatever. he's pudgy. Yeah. How, how does that? How that's does, a very different thing from Burley. Do not lump him in with my Burley. Friends. <laughs> oh, you like Burley yeah. guys, too. Okay. Yes. No, he is pudgy. <laughs> he, he's yeah. He's, anyway, he's not. Um, he is six foot three. But yeah. I so I like people that know how to use power. And I count Nancy Pelosi among those uh-huh. who know how to use power. But look at what Trump has done. Uh-huh. He's basically cowed everybody in Congress. No, just everybody in his party. Yeah, but it it's interesting because you know Paul Ryan is gone. Everybody said he was the super, the superhero, and clearly he didn't know how to use power. Oh, I, I mean that was always a farce. Yeah, and he was never Boehner nearly. And... He he was always the puddle when people kept saying that he was a deep ocean, and I'm like, yeah. no, Paul Ryan is a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Harry Reid, who seemed you know he was a good uh, he was a good puncher. But, you know, he held on to power pretty well, too, mm. in the Democratic Party. You know, and it's sort of like, oh, that's interesting. How do how do people hold on to power in the party when it's such a convoluted and, you know, complicated environment? And Trump is, Trump is sort of done, like Reagan did. They did, even if you don't agree with them, they did a lot of stuff that nobody else did. They just, they don't care about the rules, and they just go that's, for it. That's true. And actually, uh, I... Since John was here, I don't know if we have this queued up to play. <clears throat> but one of the, I think, one of the most, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, astonishing, like, like inspiring moments uh, in uh, Congress this week, in politics this week, came when uh, uh, Congress uh, Congresswoman Ilan Omar from Minnesota um, held Elliot Abrams to account for his actions in the Reagan administration in Central America. Um you know, including his role in the Iran-Contra scandal um, and the many atrocities that were committed by our proxies, uh, you know, soldiers trained at the School of the Americas. Uh, uh, she mentioned a specific massacre that killed about 800 people, including children as young as two. That was done by U.S. proxies. Did you see in England they've gone back after Churchill for a mining uh, a mining incident where they shut down the, um, the miners that were... Uh, striking, they're yeah. in sort of part of the Brexit thing. They're going back and they're really trying to defame Churchill, which you know, obviously he's probably guilty of whatever it was. But it's it's an interesting time where we we are going back. And Obama was always saying, you know, don't look back, let's just go forward. But I think sometimes you have to go back. Well, Churchill was a racist and an imperialist, but I mean, he gets at least some kind of pass in history for for being so adamantly some kind of pass. <laughs> For, for being so adamantly opposed to Adolf Hitler and fascism. But, you know, uh, he, he, he 
you know, very much wanted uh, the British Empire to remain and very much believed in keeping the peoples of, of those territories under the oppressive thumb of, of British rule. So, yeah, this was a mining strike, though. I think that they're going, they're trying well, to... Well, he was uh, also, uh, he was a Tory, so like, yeah. he wasn't a big fan of, you know, labor people yeah. being all uppity. Sorry, Stacy, you had something. I was going to say, did we want to listen to a bit of that clip? Because we could if we wanted to. Oh, if you've got it, sure. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. I don't know if what Ms. Omar. Thank you, Chairman. Um, thank you all for being here and thank you for your uh, testimonies. Mr. Adams, in 1991, you pleaded guilty to two counts of withholding information from Congress regarding your involvement in the Iran Cortra affair, for which you were later pardoned by President George H.W. Bush. I fail to understand uh, why members of this committee or the American people should find any testimony that you give uh, today to be truthful. Yeah, that's that's such a great um, uh, um, uh, a question. bit, <laughs> you know. Like she's she, indicting them, basically. Well, she yeah. said, you know, Mr. Abrams, you were convicted of lying to Congress about Iran-Contra. I mean, you were pardoned by, by the first President Bush, but you were convicted of lying to Congress. Why should we listen to anything you have to say? Um, and it's, it's real. And he's, yeah. like, outraged that someone would say that to him. And it's like, no, you, <laughs> you're guilty. It's factual. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, 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 and note, uh, the fact that he was pardoned doesn't change his guilt. In fact, technically speaking, accepting a pardon means you accept your guilt. Absolutely. That's, that's Supreme Court precedent. And I would just like to also say that uh, the uh, allegations that Representative Omar has said anything anti-Semitic as of recent uh, is ridiculous. And that they are trying to say because the other about APAC, because the other extremely factual thing that she said recently was from which She's a Democrat. Uh, no, we're... Oh, she's from Minnesota. She's Minnesota. a Minnesota. she's a she's a yeah. Muslim woman from Minnesota. Yep. Palestinian uh, origins. I th- I don't know if she actually grew up in uh, the Levant, but I believe she's got Palestinian heritage. Anyways, I'm not sure about that, but um, I know that she, you know, basically someone was talking about all of the bills that are very pro-Israel, and she mm-hmm. said, you know, well, when you have an extremely uh, well-funded Israeli uh, you know, super PAC basically constantly funneling money into these things. You that's what results. you get. Yeah. Well, and, and when... people tried to say that was anti-Semitic. Well, I mean, <laughs> I like like talking about like the influence of Jewish money is certainly a live grenade that one must handle with great care. But the political action committees that are in yeah. Israel that take our civil servants and take them over there. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. That, a- APAC, the American Israeli. Yes, that's yeah, what we're that's talking exactly, about. That, yeah. that is lobbying. It really is. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I know we love uh, Nicole LaChapelle, and we should have sent the, the mayor of East Hampton, yeah. Yeah, we should have sent the uh, police chief of Northampton over there. I mean, I, I, yeah. I agree with that. But everybody knows that that's kind of like the pharmaceutical companies whining and dining doctors. It's, well, it's the, similar. The, there's different organizations. APAC is... Uh, promotes Israel. Yeah, it it is very explicitly a pro-Israeli at yep, all costs. Absolutely, yeah, they'll and, declare it. You know, yep. and I mean, and to be clear, you know, 
I'm pro-Israeli. I, 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 I want the Israeli people to thrive and prosper and live happy, successful, prosperous, peaceful lives. Uh, I want the same thing for the Palestinians as well. I'm not sure the easy way to sort that out, but I don't want, you know, I'm, I totally hate the fact that there is violence and oppression and murder happening uh, in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's anti-Semitic to recognize that uh, the state of Israel has the uh, upper hand in that because of the Palest backing of the U.S. defense. Palestinian lives industry. matter. They do. Yes. Uh, Israeli lives I, matter, too. I think too, that but, the way yeah. that I, I usually phrase it is that I am I am pro the Jewish people. I am anti-Zionism. And it is the Zionist uh, forces that are very much uh, sort of. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if that's if that's the right hair to split, but. I am so not an expert, and I, I don't want to. <laughs> Maybe we should stop right here before. Well, we get to, <laughs> the, the the like the the main thing is I don't think it's inappropriate to talk about the, a political organization like IPAC and their political expenditures in the same way that I don't think it's inappropriate to talk about the National Rifle Association right. and its political expenditures. Uh, you know, the NRA isn't. You know, like 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 it talking re about represent gun owners the way it used to. Right. Sure. Well, and, but, and, and but it it, it represents itself as yeah. representing yeah. gun and, owners. And, and APAC, you know, talks about being a political organization, an organization about the relationship between two countries. Like, it's it's not that there's no Jewish connection, but like, I I think it's okay. It, it's possible to talk about the problems with IPAC without saying. Uh, you know, without getting into, you know, protocols of the elders of Zion level nonsense. Exactly. You know. Can we talk about the Supreme Court and uh, what they decided to take up, which is very exciting? <laughs> yeah, we Must can do we? that. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, so uh, I was just going to, they they weren't so this, going to, but they are going to take up the census question. Oh, the sen oh I oh. thought you were going to talk about uh, uh, the ruling they did uh, uh last week, I think, in the case of Dominic Ray in yeah. Alabama. Yeah, no, I was going for what they just decided that they're going to take up. The oral arguments, I think, are March or April. And they weren't going to take it up, so this is really good news that they're going to take up the, you know, the census it's, question it's about... It's not good news. It's not good news. It, it's not good news if, you know, you're a right-thinking person like me. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they have to print the form soon, so they need a decision. Right. Yes, but there was a decision. If they had denied cert, there would have been a decision, which is that it is not okay to have that question on the census. For them to take it up is actually it's, uh, it's, it's, it's signaling that they plan to say that it's okay, which means that— Oh, I didn't take it that way, but yeah, I no, understand it, why yeah, you yeah. feel that way. It, it's, it's another attempt by the politicized Republican majority to— uh, 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 create uh, RBG is back. So voter, well, it, yeah, but doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, all four of the the liberal justices could probably stay home on this case, and uh, it wouldn't make any difference. I, yeah, I don't know. I like to wait and see what they actually say. That's because you're an optimist, and you're often <laughs> proved very, very wrong. Um, yeah, the I whole mean, point of the, it's I, hard to be wrong like every day, yeah. all day long, especially it, when you live in the Happy we, Valley. We appreciate your effort. Yes, um, we do. <laughs> But the whole point of introducing the, the, the citizenship question to the census oh, is to, to discourage dis yeah, people, uh, people from responding. Right. So I'm going to tell all it's my friends. To don't... discourage people in low-income areas. I'm telling all my friends not to respond to the census this year. I mean, in 2020. Uh, but that means that you will lower the amount of representation that our state has. Yeah, but if everybody does it. 
No, not no, everybody will. No, yeah, because if it's this low, is d- low a certain point, and they have to spend all this no, money. No, oh my God, I spend so much time arguing with, with leftists about this. I am a pinko commie lefty, and I spend <laughs> so much time yelling at pinko commie lefties about. Well, oh, have, we're just we just we don't vote because that's why. See, because think- if enough people don't vote. Enough people are never going to not vote. Enough people are never going to not put in the census. That is is a factually incorrect idea so about think, human nature. I think the DACA recipients shouldn't have signed up for DACA because now they're on the list. But that's me. Well, that's a whole different story. Well, that that's a completely that's that's on a separate field. That's yeah. not even in this field yeah, of I, what we're talking about. I just think of all the millennials and the. Um, and all of us, yeah. f- all of us free thinkers who belong to any political party, basically boycotted the census. It would be a fine thing to do I, so, I, if they I, leave that question on. I, 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 I think that's a ludicrous idea. Oh, I, and they'll try and fine you, and they'll try and do all this. Yeah, I, I just think it's. I a may great not fill way. out that question, but I'm certainly going to fill out the census. Yes, it's a it's a terrible idea because it is absolutely against human nature for enough people to do it. This is not teenagers deciding to, you know, metaphorically jump off of bridge. See, I grew and, up in and the, the 60s. Is, I like and um, the se- acts of public defiance. So it's not even. Well, it's not going to be an act of public defiance. What are you going to do? Burn your census form like yeah. it's a draft card? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. If you can get a thousand people to get into a square and burn their census form, that's a completely different oh, animal. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I. I think okay. Well, that's a different animal. That's an actual direct yeah, action. But just to a lot not of do questions, it. A lot of questions I don't like as a privacy nut. So yeah, you know, I have a double on, agenda on, here. On, on the other hand, the census is not only how we apportion uh, political representation in this country. It also gathers all kinds of useful information, which the government uses to like help people. So. Yes. You know. I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Medicare. Yeah. Medicare is a government program, it Sue. Is. It is. And clean, it helps you. Clean air and clean water. All all these things. The government oh, oh. does a lot of good things. Can we can we end with an actual piece of actual good news that happened this <laughs> that week? That would be really In refreshing. the Senate even. This the land use bill? Yes. Yeah. What was yeah. it? Ninety-eight yes. to nothing. Yeah. It was. It was ninety-eight to I like know, four. I want to know who Not those four. two were. It, no, it was four or seven. There was, All right. Well, there's only hundred. There was like. There was like there's only a hundred senators, so it had to be no they, more than ninety-four to. Well, no, I mean, like it was. It was whatever it was to four. Ninety-eight to I, two. I'm sorry, I said a hundred, but it was. Well, like, then it was ninety-six to four. Yeah, it was something most, like yeah. that. It was ninety-eight to two. Oh yeah. Oh, it was ninety-eight to two. Okay. There was definitely a couple people. I know you guys are arguing about it. I want to know who the two were. But biggest land conservation. I just They've I been working on it for while, four yeah. years. And nobody's talking about it. It's sort of it's shocking. Good because shockingly good. <laughs> well, the it's reason they aren't th- talking about it, old-fashioned, you know, uh, 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 chit swapping, money, you know, yep. pork barrel politics. Yep. Yep. But again, Preserve the reason nobody's talking about it as they would have normally is because we no longer live in a normal world. Because the next day. Trump went out and made his speech about how there's no emergency, but he's going to declare an emergency. And that is why we and he are not talking about it. Yeah, he signed yeah. it, too. That's the amazing thing. So, yeah. <clears throat> Who knew? I didn't even know it was pending. And I They've been working on it for four years. Yeah. Unbelievable. And well, they took back some of the land that he had, like, 
unmarked for um, in some of the mining rights and some of the tree. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's it, all yep, good. It's, yep. it's great. For anybody it's, who's a conservationist, which I happen to be a conservative and a conservationist. And one of the provisions in it is that it makes permanent the rule that money that comes from offshore drilling has to then go back to actually maintaining national parks and national so parks and mm-hmm. things like that, which they used to have to vote on it every single year. And it was a political football every single year. So I want to know who was behind getting this passed recently, but we'll see. Well, and it, and, uh, people on both sides, if it passed yeah. 98 to two, I mean, Mitch McConnell was fine with it. Chuck Schumer was fine with it. You know, Elizabeth Warren was fine with it. I think there's somebody behind there that was pushing this boulder. I, I mean, they've been yes. working for four years. Somebody <laughs> so, has clearly know, been working for four years. You know, Clearly, several people have Immigration been is 30 years, and nobody quite... You know who it, it was? It was uh, Western senators. Oh, so everyone on, yep. the, everyone on the committee, Montana. except for Joe Manchin, who's from West Virginia. West Vir- Virginia. West Virginia. It was a bunch of Western senators and Joe Manchin. They're the ones who were pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. So because, of course, you know, Western land holdings... <laughs> Uh, you know, they're much more likely to be interested in this national park legislation and they're going to get a bunch of it. Um, uh, and, and Massachusetts it is going to get a bunch of it into, you know, those states because yeah. of the. Yeah, Massachusetts the... is going to get a bunch of money for watersheds. Oh, great. Um, I think it might even be for the Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. I don't know for certain, but I know that Massachusetts yeah. gets a big chunk. Fabulous. Well, and the Western states in the past have wanted not the feds to hold the land, but them to hold the land so that they could um, push the use. So this didn't do as much of that as you Yeah, it actually Western. declared a lot of territory uh, to be wilderness, which yeah. I think is great. Like, like yeah. you can't yeah. have, lo- have roads in there or anything. Yeah, wilderness is the most stringent. Yeah designation yep. so i love we ended on good news that's that's yeah yep. that uh, was my favorite thing this yeah. week yeah I'll, I'll you know you're reminding me I, I i never finished watching a, a great ken burns documentary series about the okay. national parks america's best idea yeah i, I should i should finish that because yeah. i really yeah. enjoyed that <clears throat> but we are at the point at which we need to stop talking and clear the airwaves so that uh, other programs can can come out to you. So that's going to do it for civil politics tonight. Coming up next, we've got some great uh, a whole long slate of great music programs. Uh, subcultures coming up next: indie, post punk, uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, electronic music, all kinds of good stuff that I love. Um, followed by uh, the eclectic and interesting table of contents with Mark Beauvais. Uh, that's at 10 o'clock. At midnight, we've got OK Asia. If it's from Asia, it's OK. <laughs> and then uh, we've got encores of uh, drum and bass with DJ Fife and Darkwave uh, going into the wee hours. Um, we do podcast version of this show that's going to be up on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, Sunday-ish? Yeah, yeah, usually Sunday. Um, so you can listen to it there. I think we're still doing an encore presentation of this show Monday Mondays afternoons at four. at four, so listen to us then uh, if you didn't hear enough of us this time. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with more civil politics next week. And thank you, Stacey. And I for... do want to say goodbye to the little rover that could. Oh, oh yes, the Mars rover. <laughs> Kudos to the Opportunity rover. I the the exit KCD strip today was just perfect, yeah. just absolutely opportunity yeah. lost. Well, well, nothing lasts forever. A nine-month min- mission that went 15 years, I'll call that a win. Yeah, okay, NASA. I, NASA. I, I will, too. Someone yeah. said, like, hey, it was supposed to last 90 days. It lasted 15 years. Is this the origin of robot Hanukkah? Yes. <laughs> it should be. All right, so All right. that's going to do it for Civil Politics. Thank you for listening. Uh, come back next week. Good night. <laughs>